time to get in the zone, the Fantasy Football Zone. Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. Now, PJ and Todd. Really? PJ? You want to take football advice from a guy named PJ? Don't you think I know that? How dare you insult my intellect? I'd much rather take advice from a guy named Strawberry Shortcake. Are you serious? Hey, I like Strawberry Shortcake. And welcome to this week's edition of the Fantasy Football Zone. We've made it to week 10. I'm PJ. Over there again, we've got... Hey, I'm Todd. Hey, everybody. How's it going this week? All right. I got a little bit of a cold, but I'm hanging in there. Yeah, it's, it's that time of year. We have the fantasy cold, and if your team really sucks, it's the fantasy hangover. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, my, I, unfortunately, I got Michael Thomas last week. Yes, and I'm thanking Michael Thomas for last week as he helped me out. Oh, and, uh, yeah, okay, so yeah. Thank you for that. It was that. one of those where I had the second highest points in the league, but, um, you know, the well, and actually the the Joe Horn flashback phone call touchdown is the play that beat me because I think it was like a 14-point play or something ridiculous like that. And I, I here's the ironic thing. I actually owned Joe Horn when he did that. So that uh, nice. the, the, when they kept on mentioning, yeah, that happened 15 years ago, I'm like, oh, damn, I've been playing this for a long time because I remember when he whipped out that phone, made the phone call, and it was the greatest thing in the world. I'm telling you, I, when we started doing fantasy football, our official score – our official scoring was the USA Today, Today yep. football box score. Yep, if, exactly. If whatever the USA Today said on Monday morning, that was the official <laughs> scorekeeping. There was none of this stats correction by Stats Inc. or anything. It was if it wasn't on page 5C, it wasn't counting. Exactly. And how many of us, and I know there's a lot of listeners out there too who feel the same way, that all of us were playing fantasy, but none of us had the foresight to capitalize on it and, and do yeah. any of the stuff that it's become today, right? Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, I think one year I got a kit from my grandma or grandpa. It was like cards, but it was like the early fantasy kind of deal of it, it would go by stats. Oh, you could keep track each week of their stats and all this stuff. And it was like a little kit. But I, I, I'm like, ah, oh, I just wanted the cards at the time. But, you know, foresight, nice. foresight is, yeah, maybe I should have, you know, developed the kit and, you know, made millions of dollars. But, no, we're, we're idiots. Yeah, I wouldn't do this podcast now. Yeah, exactly. We do a podcast and three people listen to it. So, no. <laughs> I think we have at least six. At least, yeah, it's doubled. That's a good thing. That's all we want. And, again, of hey, course. Yeah, no. Yeah, you can always find us, too, at Draft That Guy on Twitter. We always have a good time there. And the Flash updates as well with Alexa users. So add us there for your Flash briefings. But uh, So other than Michael Thomas, what else did you in this week or, or helped you out? I was one and two. Unfortunately, I got uh, bludgeoned by Michael Thomas in one league and yep. clubbed by the Bears defense in another. <laughs> yes, and uh, thank you, Buffalo Bills. 28 is what the Bears defense had in my league, by the way. 28. 28 points. Yep. That That's when you have a defense scoring. That, that's nuts. I mean, that's outscoring a quarterback in about 85% of the leagues out there. Yeah, in one of my leagues, we actually play the defensive guys, and I had Daniel Hunter on my team as the defensive lineman. Yep. And the sad thing is, out of my three Vikings, he outscored Kirk Cousins, who, yep. by the way, kind of, Hurt me last week. Yes. And Adam Thielen. Daniel Hunter was the highest scorer out of those three Vikings last week. Yep. With all those sacks. Matthew Stafford, thank you very much. Yep. 
Yeah, you know what yeah. though? I got burned in that game too by not starting Delvin Cook because I I believed all the reports that he wasn't going to play a lot and don't expect a whole lot. And then he has a seventy yard run that almost went for a touchdown, and it's like ah. Yeah, that's it. You you never know. I mean, that's the thing about fantasy. So, but yeah, it was you know one and two. I'm still in first place in one of my leagues, the uh, participation league. I'm still hanging in, and <laughs> another league I'm starting to fade. So it's yeah. it's kind of just a. A little bit of everything. Now, you posed a very interesting uh, scenario that happened in your league last week as we were ending last week's show. Recap that for us, and uh, let's discuss this. Real quick, short version is I got an email on on Monday night at about 5.30 from our commissioner saying, hey, such and such had sent me a text yesterday at 12.15. Now, this is a week ago. This isn't just this past Sunday. Yep. Uh, that uh, Allen Robinson was out, and he had left Allen Robinson in his lineup. The only receiver he would have been able to have played was Sammy Watkins. That was the week he had a couple of touchdowns. I think he had a 30-point game. Yeah. So the question was, he sent me a text yesterday at 12.15 saying he wanted to swap Sammy Watkins out for Allen Robinson with the story of he tried to do it, but it must not have saved, which, <laughs> okay. And yeah. so he asked if I was okay with, with making the switch. I was up by 12 points going into Monday night football. I was done with all my players. He had uh, Gutowski kicking for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And so my reply back was, this seems to me like he wasn't paying attention whenever <laughs> the lineups were going to lock at 11.55. Yes. He probably wasn't paying attention, turned on the Bears game, realized he was out, sent the text. But I said, look, it's fantasy football. It is what it is. I said, I don't mind if he wants to put Watkins in, whatever. You know, I'll, I'll live with the consequences. So that was my reply back because yes. it's fantasy football, right? I yes. mean, yes, I want to win, but I don't take it as life or death. And so I kind of just said, whatever. Um, so luckily, the commissioner came back and said, hey, you know what? Um, he said he was fine with it other way, but either way, I'm going to make the decision and say, no, he can't do it because I didn't get the text until 12.15. And I said, fine, if that's what you want to go with, I'm fine with that. So he did not allow the switch, and thank goodness, because I would have lost. <laughs> so what was the reaction? Nice yeah, what was the reaction? A- nice what was the reaction then on the other side? Do you, do you hear then that back on the discussion boards or things like that? Because I can tell you some instances on the leagues that I'm in, uh, yeah, we, we go at it with that kind of stuff. You know, he was fine with it. Um, He is one of the more relaxed players in our league. I can guarantee you, though, if it would have been some other individuals, it would have been a whole situation. Yeah, I in some of the leagues, with a situation like that, a full-out civil war would happen, and then it wouldn't get resolved probably until after the next year's draft. Uh, Yeah. After the draft, and you're not sitting next to each other, probably after a six-pack, it might get settled, but... Yeah, some of the leagues that I'm in, yeah, that would uh, that would ruffle the feathers up for sure. And that's you know, and it was my decision. It was, it was my decision ultimately, and I just kind of was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if I should have been or not. Again, I still thought it was he forgot to look, realized it a little too late, sent the text. Um, you know, at that point, Sammy Watkins hadn't done anything. It was 15 minutes into yeah. the game, so it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. I don't think it was shady. I just think it was. Oh crap! It's twelve fifteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. People with the London game a couple weeks ago that got skunked because Melvin Gordon was in their lineup, and it was like a, it was an eight thirty kickoff, and 
you know, he was just showing up on the injury report, and then all of a sudden, he's out, folks. And everyone had to make that scramble, and a lot of people got screwed up. I know one guy in my league got screwed for having him in the lineup, and uh, I mean, yeah, maybe I've we've talked. I can't believe in a league in a league that we've talked about this or potentially having a mulligan play where you can replace a guy as the games go on, but then we're like, well, that's going to get a little – that's going to just open up another can of worms. So uh, it, it has been discussed in one of my leagues that p- potentially have a mulligan player, you know, sub some guy out for a guy that on the bench did a little better, but then we're like, nah, this is just going to open up uh, another can of worms that we don't need to deal with. Yeah, and for me, I think fantasy football, that's part of it, right? Figuring out who to play and who to put on the bench. I mean, that's, yes. that's a big part of it. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I would, I would be against that. That's why I also think, um, hey, it's your responsibility to pay attention. That's happened to me before, you know what? And I, yeah. I didn't send a, an email to the commissioner going, hey, can I make the switch? I basically was like, I'm a dumbass. I missed it. So. <laughs> Begging the commissioner for forgiveness. <laughs> I'm sure we could get some some dandies from commissioners out there. In fact, yeah, at Draft That Guy on Twitter, we want to hear some of the best maybe kiss-up emails or excuses you've heard on the Switch guys. I'm sure some commissioners out there have got some uh, great stories on that. Well, that's the thing, because people who, do, who are the commissioners, I mean, hats off to you because, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I would have no interest in, in dealing with some of the personalities in some of my particular leagues. I mean, they're uh-huh. they're great people, but they just they take fantasy a little too seriously. <laughs> and especially when it comes to trades. And if if um, you're trying to trade with one guy and say he doesn't like your proposal, but then he goes to another guy and trades with him and accepts that trade, then you're all pissed off at that guy. Yeah, and people get mad. You know, and I then you email the commissioner about it. And People will get aggravated with me because I don't trade with them, and it's, it's that's I, why it's it's not that I don't like you or or don't you know I just don't like your offer, right? I mean, <laughs> if I get a, if I get a trade that is good for both teams, then yeah, I'll make the deal. But I'm just I'm just not a guy to move people just for the sake of moving people, just to trade to trade. I've heard exactly. of, I've heard of people getting kicked out of leagues because they didn't trade, and I'm like, what? You're supposed to draft the best team you can. So if you're doing that. Why Why do you have to make a trade to make a trade? Yeah, I, you know, for me, it's just, well, in one of my leagues, too, there's actually a um, a fee involved with trades. So, I mean, unless oh, I really love okay. it, why am I, gonna, yep. why am I going to uh, tag myself with that, you know? That would curtail course, a lot of issues, I think, just putting that little fee on there for that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we do this all for fun, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, nothing, I mean, it goes to... Uh, the uh, charity foundation of my back pocket. If I win, <laughs> yes, that's why everybody does fantasy, right? Just for yeah, the fun of it. Exactly, that's what it is. It's all a good time. <laughs> well, some big news this week happening. Le'Veon Bell knows how the tweet upside down, but uh, still not with the Steelers, so he's not going to be there. Uh, if you're the Steelers, that's good because James Conner can keep on rolling. And in fact, let's just lead into it right now for Thursday night. It's uh, the Steelers and the Panthers, and uh, some good fantasy points should be put up tonight uh, with these two teams once again. Yeah, something you may want to take a look at if you uh, 
need to fill a role. Curtis Samuel had a really nice game last week for Carolina. Um, I'm in a situation where I have several receivers on a bye this week. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Moore is another receiver for the for Carolina. I mean, Samuel or Moore, you're kind of going to be guessing, hey, who's going to get the touches tonight? Um, but, you know, DJ Moore's had more targets over the last four weeks. He's had 18, the Samuel's eight. Uh, but uh, maybe worth a flyer in this game where I, I, I think there will be some points scored. And Cam, I mean, he's – I didn't know how good he was doing this season, but uh, since coming off the bye week, he scored three 30-point games and has scored no less than 22 points in those games. So, I mean, he continues to put up consistent numbers uh, for the Panthers' offense. You know, not always a dynamic throwing offense. McCaffrey has just exploded this year. Uh, we kind of figured he'd do some of this stuff last year, but he's obviously caught on to the game this year with the receptions and the and, and the rushing yards. But the with Cam and the rushing – with the passing game, I mean, he's he's still putting up some pretty good points there. Do you think it'll be a high-scoring game tonight? I think it will be. I think this is going to be a good fantasy uh, game. So if you've got Steelers and Panthers, I, I would lean more towards the Steelers for points. But, yeah, if you're heading into the weekend with uh, some of those, I think you're going to head in with some nice leads, especially uh, I, I'm really liking Juju Smith-Schuster this week. I, I think he breaks out because I think uh, Carolina's got to target Antonio Brown, who leads the league receiving with nine touchdowns. But, yeah, I think it's Juju having a big week this week. I hope you're right because I'm on one of my teams. I I hope I am too because, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of pulling for that as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Panthers-Steelers should score some points. Tonight. I should mention the bye weeks, uh, well, not really a lot of juggernauts. Uh, you're not going to lose a lot of sleep with guys on byes. Just basically the Texans are. So DeAndre Hopkins owners and now uh, uh, Demarius Thomas, Deshaun Watson. Not going to have them this week. But other than that, it's Ravens, Broncos, and I guess Vikings with uh, Thielen. He's out. But other than that, hey, you're not missing a lot of scoring this week with those teams on buys. Yeah, well, I would argue with you as uh, I have DeAndre Hopkins and Adam Thielen on the same team. Well, yeah, see, <laughs> that's that's where it is. But other than that, it's Ravens, Broncos, and yeah, Thielen. <laughs> I mean, that's – yeah, so those are the buys this week. So we head into Sunday then. Saints and Bengals, well, let's put up some points, but it's going to be interesting as an A.J. Green owner. uh, Didn't like the news that he's out at least two weeks and maybe more with that foot issue, but uh, the Saints come to Cincinnati, and it's the battle of uh, who dad, because I think they both say that. So uh, uh, they say some kind of saying, who them Bengals, who them Saints, they they utter the same phrase. So they can fight over that slogan. One of them, one of them, or two of them. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Tyler Boyd, if you have him, you're going to have him in your lineup because he is now the number one guy for Cincinnati. Um, you know, John Ross was coming back to practice this week. He missed, you know, he missed mm-hmm. last week. I, yeah. If Ross is on your waiver wire and you have a spot, he may be worth picking up with A.J. Green being out and, and a game where we think there'll be some points scored, obviously. You have all your Saints in the lineup, and and this is kind of another game I think will put up a lot of points. And the big Saints news this week. I've been waiting 10 weeks for him. Actually, I did cut him, but I picked him back up. Daz Bryant signing with the Saints, going to be part of that receiving core with Michael Thomas. If you haven't already put a waiver claim in, get him on your team because I think come playoff time he can really help you out, especially with that core that they have. 
not really any big names. It depends how many snaps Peyton gives him, but I think he could be huge down the stretch. And I don't know if he's going to play this week. But their next game for the Saints, it's going to be a Thursday nighter against the Dallas Cowboys. So <laughs> Dez will be motivated for that, and that's why I think uh, Dez Bryant be worth a pickup. Like I said, not sure if he's going to play this week. I highly doubt it. But, uh, you know, as we're getting down the stretch here, I think he could have some impact. Traquan Smith owners are like, come on. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But man, We it's... just picked up Traquan, and he had a yep. touchdown last week, and now they signed Des Bryant. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, I know. They worked out. They even worked out Brandon Marshall as well and Kamir Aiken, I think, this week too. So they, I, I guess they weren't believing in him too much there, at least the uh, team. So, I mean, they signed Des, and it uh, should be interesting to see. But, yeah, that Saints offense – It'll be ready to go again come Sunday against Cincinnati in what should be a pretty good uh, scoring game. Uh, up next, Falcons at the Browns. Uh, Cleveland, well, they got the new coaching staff, and they decided they're going to throw to Duke Johnson out of the backfield. He's going to be the PPR superstar that he has been the last couple years. They got him more involved. I think he had nine receptions uh, for that game, had a big scoring. But for you Nick Chubb owners for Cleveland as well, it helped out that uh, Chubb, Got all the carries, so I guess that's what they're going to do with their backs. So rest at ease with that Browns offense. But, again, it's the Browns and the Falcons. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, my thoughts are I was dead wrong last week, and that happens sometimes. But if you Never. recall, I said, oh, I would probably temper my expectations for the Falcons players going in in Washington against a pretty good <laughs> defense and being outdoors. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> Julio's first, first touchdown of the year. Thank you, Julio. Right? Yes. Yeah, and, and finally, uh, you know, that was that was my wide receiver combination I played against last week. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. <laughs> oh. And come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Um, but, yeah, you know what? Now that they've shown that they can go outdoors and, and put up the points like they were in the Dome, I, I would have all my Falcons in, obviously, Calvin Ridley, I would have playing. I know Mohamed Sanu is still questionable. Um, you know, so Edo Smith is a flyer. It looks like yeah. Kevin Coleman. He had a huge game last week. Yeah, I was surprised um, by that. I didn't. I, I I was starting to lose a lot of hope on Kevin Coleman, but then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah, that happened. So, you know, I think back to Browns. Obviously, a few weeks back, Melvin Gordon just absolutely destroyed them. So, yeah. I, I'm a Kevin Coleman owner. Uh, I will have him in my lineup this week against the Browns. And as far as the Browns, I mean, other than your point of Duke Johnson making a resurgence, <laughs> you have your handful of Browns you're playing, and, and that's that's about it. Yeah, like two of them, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, for me, you still got to play Jarvis Landry. Yeah, um, well, yeah, for PPR, that Jarvis. I guess it's three: Jarvis, Chubb, and then I guess Duke Johnson. Now you're you're not getting Baker Mayfield and put him uh, in your lineup. I'm, yet? I'm starting to temper on that. Yeah, he started out with a bang, but. Uh, they they need another threat at wide wide out to help him out more. Yeah, now if you're in a if you're in a keeper league and you have a spot, I, Baker Mayfield may be somebody you want to spend a spend a yeah. spot on yeah. if if, if he's still available. All that great, yeah. but uh, yeah, just a, a a year to year, I don't think you need him on your team. No. Up next, we got Lions. Uh, they're going to travel to take on the Bears. Uh, well, <laughs> the Bears didn't need much offense last week. And uh, when they did, they just they went back to Jordan Howard. So Tariq Cohen owners like myself kind of got skunked last week as uh, they didn't go to Tariq as much as they were in previous weeks. So figuring out that Bears backfield is just going to be a headache for us owners of either of those backs uh, 
for weeks to come. But, uh, yeah, I think they'll actually have to put up some offense this week because they're not playing the Bills. Yeah, you know, for me, I think um, on the Lions side, something to keep an eye on. Uh, on Johnson and Garrett Blount are both questionable. I know with Johnson, it's an ankle. Um, and, and so what, and Blount, it's, it's a knee. Now, I say this only if you're in a PPR league and you may have one of those guys on your team or you just absolutely need a, 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 you know, a Hail Mary at a, at a flex or running back. Theo Reddick, maybe somebody you can get off into the waiver wire in case Johnson and Blount don't play because otherwise I don't know who's going to run the ball for the Lions. I'm sure Johnson will end up playing, but again, yeah. that's, that's one angle you could play with the Lions if, if you need to play an angle. Um, and, and man, the Lions, they just, they've not looked good the past couple of weeks against Seattle at home. They didn't look good against Minnesota. What would you say? 10 sacks. Is that how many there were? Yeah, I think so. 10 sacks. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> the bears defense is another solid play yep. for, yes, it is. <laughs> for you looking for defense to play this week. Um, and to your point about, about the bears, I mean, playing your running backs, uh, looks like Allen Robinson, um, you know, he, He's healthy finally, uh, so you could mm-hmm. you get him into into your lineup if you need to. From everything I've, uh, what I've seen, he uh, he should be back this week. Yes. So, yeah. um, you know, Detroit has had a solid pass defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to play him against them or not, but Howard and Cohen are probably my my two plays this week for the Bears. All right, up next, it is the biggest spread so far this year. But of course, we're doing this for fun. Uh, Cardinals at Chiefs. Is it still uh, 17 point favorites for Kansas City, if I remember that correctly? Is that what it was? That's, I believe uh, so. It was the biggest so far the year. Cardinals, Chiefs, and yeah, I think it was supposed to be. A, it opened up at least at a 17 point favorite for Kansas City. That's still 17. That is insane. And for this <laughs> late in the year, it's rare that you get yeah. this late into the year where you have a 17 point spread. I mean,. But the, I, I don't get that because the Cardinals, after they changed the Leftwich at offensive coordinator, they put up some def- decent points against San Francisco. Fitz had his best game of the year so far. David Johnson was running the ball. I mean, they were putting some points up. I, I know it's Kansas City and the juggernaut offense and whatnot, but I still think the Cardinals will – I mean, they'll they'll score you fantasy points. I'm not saying they're shocking the world this week, but I – <laughs> I I I, th- I I'm a believer in Fitz again. I wasn't early on this season, but I think now they've made it a priority on offense more than they did before to get him the ball. Look, it looked like at least as they were in that game before the bye week here. Yeah, you know, and to your point, I think that um, you know Rosen threw for 252 yards and a couple of touchdowns in that San Fran game. I think he is getting better as he as he plays a little more. Um, I think they will be chasing points. So yeah. Christian Kirk is still available on some waiver wires. To your point, Larry Fitzgerald is available on a lot of waiver wires. These are two receivers that could help you out this week uh, when they're playing catch up against Kansas yeah. City. And of course, the Chiefs. I mean, they're just going to keep going, going. And I, and I keep saying, if you need a back, uh, Spencer Ware, give him a look. He's not going to get the monster points, but he could. If you need a double-digit game, there's a good chance he could do that because he's getting some receptions out of the backfield, garbage time mop-up with Kareem with uh, Hunt. So I I don't know. He he's still a, a viable buy I see in my eyes because of the way their offense runs. Well, yeah, and to your point, if it if it really is going to be a 17-point game like the experts are saying, 
you know, is Kareem Hunt going to play three quarters and then Ware's going to be playing the bulk of the, the carries like he did in that Cincinnati game? Um, something else to keep an eye on. Sammy Watkins is questionable. Last I saw, it, it says it seems like it may be a bit of a long shot for him to play okay. uh, on Sunday against the, the Cardinals. So if, you, if you're a Sammy Watkins owner that was going to play him, looks like you may need a backup plan. Up next, Patriots taking on the Titans. A short week for the Titans. That could be good for the Patriots defense, which is out on a lot of waiver wires. So you might, if you need a defense this week with the Vikings off or with the Texans off, if you got one of those defenses or even the Ravens, maybe the Patriots defense, the way to go. And they have favorable matchups too in the next coming weeks. I think they got the Dolphins and the Jets coming up in the next three weeks as well. So if you need a defense, Patriots D is out there in most leagues and uh, against the Titans. Uh, yeah, I know they put up 28 points against the Cowboys, but uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't see it happening again. Yeah. You know, um, Cordell Patterson is out there in a lot of waiver wires. And, and as you saw on Sunday night, he was, a running back for them, basically. Um, he's questionable with a, with a neck issue, but I believe he had that last week, too. Mm-hmm. I would keep an eye on whether Sony Michelle is going to play or not. Yes. Uh, if Sony Michelle is out, it may be worth picking up Patterson as a flex or for, a, for an RB2. Oh, I'm sorry. He's, he's in the wide receiver slot, so let, yes. me, let me correct myself. He could definitely be worth it as a wide receiver three or a flex if he's getting snaps out of the running back position. Correct. And that's that's one of those things too that'll frustrate people in the league. We had that situation when Ty Montgomery was not designated a running back a couple of years ago. He was still under a wide receiver. People were grabbing him up, and you could play him as a wideout. And then there was an upheaval in the league saying, "No, you got to play him in flex." No, he's listed as a wideout. No, you got to play him in flex. So. That argument could get reignited in my league uh, if uh, this keeps happening with Patterson with uh, Sony Michelle out here. Yeah, interesting enough, I was taking a look at Yahoo. Uh, you know, I use Yahoo, I use CBS, I've used yep. ESPN before. Uh, Yahoo actually has made him a running back uh, eligible now too, which is ah, interesting. Okay. That is very interesting. So there's and that. Deion Lewis for the Titans, right? He kind of yes. had a coming out party on Monday night. Um, you know, he's playing his former team. It'll be interesting to see. See what he does, but uh, definitely worth a look against the Patriots this week. Yeah, Deion Lewis definitely now he has established himself as the lead back in that backfield. Derrick Henry, I know he had a touchdown Monday night, not even near the carries or even the the catches, the receptions out of the backfield, the PPR points for Deion Lewis. So, yeah, if he's out there, get him because it looks like they're going to make him now the priority back out there, and he's he's getting some decent points. Yeah, and just looking at Derrick Henry, over the last four weeks, he's had 25 carries over yeah. four weeks. That's that's so. Terrible. I mean, that, he's basically just become a goal line yeah. guy, more or less, for the Titans. What do you think about your guy Corey Davis? He's oh, I actually <sighs> noticed him available on uh, a lot of waiver wires. It was he should have had a bigger game Monday night. So one of the bad throws that Mariota had was to him wide open in the end zone. He missed him, or else it would have been a bigger night. I think he had about 10 or 11 targets. I think he had 10 targets Monday night. So they're 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 featuring. They're trying to get it to him. Uh in this matchup, I I don't know. I I think they're going to be throwing a lot, so he could be a decent play. I know Todd Sharp as well uh might be a decent pickup for the Titans if you need him, but cuz I I don't I don't like him this week, but then that means he's going to have a 200-yard receiving week. <laughs> Corey Davis, he did have ten targets last yeah, week. Yeah, he had so. ten targets, and the, yeah, there was one he 
that was a wide open pass that Mariota missed him in the end zone, or else it would have been a bigger performance last week. But yeah, this week I'm not not liking it too much against the Patriots. He's gonna. I tell you what, Corey Davis will have one of those. 25-point games yes. this season is up. I just don't yeah. know which week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Amari Cooper-ish. I mean, you never know when it's going to pop up, and all of a sudden it happens. And remember, this guy's only a second-year guy. Yep. So as we were talking a little earlier about dynasty leagues and if your seasons kind of look like it's come to an end, you may not be listening to this or not. It's <laughs> yeah. like whatever. But uh, Corey Davis may be a name for you to, to just throw as a pickup guy on your – your dynasty roster and and make a decision about come next August. Redskins, Buccaneers, they are up next. The Redskins offense was, uh, well, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was not good for Adrian Peterson owners last week. Uh, He had a down game. Uh, The Buccaneers, man, defense sucks. Offense, they're putting up some fantasy points for you. That's what you want in fantasy, right? Yeah, and here's a name for you, Maurice Harris. Uh, There's a good likelihood he is on your waiver wire. He has been getting a lot more attention uh, over the past few weeks. He's a, a, a second wide receiver uh, for Washington. So if, if you need a receiver, you're in a situation like me where I have DeAndre Hopkins and Thielen. I actually picked up Maurice Harris, and I'm playing him this week because the Buccaneers' pass defense is just that atrocious. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, he has uh, has a good game and can get me some points for the week. And for Harris, too. I mean, the Redskins, they don't have a number one. They don't have a true number one wide receiver. So, I mean, he's... He, yeah, the last couple weeks I've noticed he's picked up, and then last week he had the Big Ten reception game, 100 yards uh, receiving. And, yeah, I I think he's trying to make the buy that he's the number one man. I think Doxon, I think he is still hurt or he might be out again this week. So, I mean, he's going to get the targets. I know it's Alex Smith throwing the ball, and we always hate Alex Smith because he can only throw it five yards down the field, but he's got to throw it to somebody. So Yeah, but- just taking a look at Doxon here, I mean, it, it looks like he's fine. He okay. played last week against Atlanta. He had six targets. And, That's right. I'm getting and he's, he's available. He may be available yeah. on your waiver wire, too. I'm not saying – I'm saying these guys could be a one-week band-aid for you because yes. Tampa's pass defense has been that bad all year. Yes. So, that, there it is. And on the uh, Buccaneers side, we said it last week, Adam Humphreys. If he's not, he's gone by now, I'm sure, in your league after the two-touchdown performance last week. But if he's not, there's another one-week band-aid because they have been going to him a lot the last couple weeks at wideout. So Adam Humphreys, Buccaneers, again, if he's out there, grab him. Yeah, I don't know what to make of the of Washington's defense because they've been pretty solid all year, and Atlanta just absolutely carved them up last week. So yes. it'll be an interesting one for Bucks players this week. All right, we are up to the game of the week. Oh, I this is a podcast, so I can say this. This is the shit show of the week. It's the Bills and the Jets. You ready? What are you talking about? Josh Allen's back, baby. <laughs> oh, it's the Bills and Jets. I think the play of the week is each other's defense. Quite frankly, I think those will be the highest fantasy scores in the game. Yeah, I tried to pick up the Jets defense, and they're already <laughs> gone. I was like, darn it. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, you know man, what? This I mean, is awful. <laughs> I, I don't really know what to say about this. Um, and I, I believe McCown is starting for the Jets, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Rosen is out. So that actually might be an upgrade. So that might be. Yeah, Darnold, Darnold. Yeah, that's right, Darnold. I, I, they should have picked Rosen. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's right. So Darnold, yeah, he's out. McCown's going to be in. I. 
Elijah McGuire, like you said last week, it looked like he's getting some promise coming off the IR. Looks like they'll feature him a little more. Isaiah Crowell is, I, he's he's done to me, so I I don't know anymore with the Jets. Yeah, I thought he'd have a nice game against uh, the Dolphins yeah. last week, and it just wow, they were yeah. they were bad. I, I was a little surprised by that, and, and I've kind of been harping on this guy for a while. But if you need a tight end, Chris Herndon has been pretty decent for the Jets. So mm-hmm. if you're you're in a buy situation with a, a Kyle Rudolph this week, um, you know maybe take a look at at uh, Chris Herndon. I know he's still available on a lot of waiver wires. Okay, we just spent a minute and a half too much there just talking about that one, so uh, <laughs> we won't get that back. Uh, Jaguars, Colts. Jags coming off the bye week. It's looking like Leonard Fournette. He is on track to play, so you fantasy owners that have only had nine points so far from Leonard Fournette this year because he only played in week one. Looks like light at the end of the tunnel against the Colts uh, coming up this Sunday. Yeah, I don't, you know... I... I gotta be honest. I don't really like. I had Dante. I had picked up Dante Dante Moncrief to play this week. Yeah. Um, with my buy situation, I actually picked up Maurice Harris because I didn't like Dante Moncrief that yeah. much. So I, I don't know what to tell you. I think they'll score some points against Indianapolis, but any any Jags you have right now is is going to be a toss up. I mean, I would say uh, proceed with caution mm-hmm. on any any Jags on the offense right now. Who knows? They're coming off a bye week. Maybe they got it fixed, and they're going to go in there and, and put a bunch up. I picked up. I was. I picked up the Jags defense this week, and I, and I do. I kind of do the thing where you're not supposed to do in fantasy: go off the preseason projections. But you know, heading into the season, the Jags defense was like in the top three of defenses in all the draft books. They were up there, so I'm thinking, okay. They're coming back off a bye. Maybe they get things figured out. Can they rally and be pretty darn good here the next, uh, you know, through fantasy playoffs here? Just enough to help me win. So I I did take the Jags defense. So if they're out in your league on the waiver wire because whoever drafted them just got frustrated them because they are not scoring the points everyone thought they would, I would just take another look at them. And uh, give them a chance if they're out there. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm doing the thing you're not supposed to do is going by the preseason stuff. But I, I, I just saw them. I'm like, they're the best option out there so far. And by the way, for uh, those of you on Twitter, the uh, check out Captain Andrew Luck. It's a Twitter Fantastic, account that is fantastic. Yes, quite possibly the best account out there on Twitter right now. <laughs> Dearest mother, yes. <laughs> The Jungle Catman approach. <laughs> it's great. Great stuff. Was it Raccoon Tail or what was uh, Squirrel, uh, the medicine uh, that is always raccoon, safe? Spiced Raccoon Cheeks and Flattened yes. Snake Stripes with his, uh, yeah, with his <laughs> squirrel oil. Squirrel oil, that's what it is. It's basically <laughs> like um, Andrew Luck is a 1850s uh military man writing letters to his mom and it's just it's It's fantastic classic give it give it a look captain andrew luck on twitter (laughs) that's the best thing for the colts offense in this game no i was gonna say (laughs) you got ty hilton and you also got uh mac gonna be back there if you missed him last week on the bye so uh there you go. Your Colts still help you out this week. We've got uh, Chargers at the Raiders. Oh, man, the Raiders. They're... Can you own a Raider anymore? Because I I given up on them after uh, the last week, and 
Doug Mart, I thought Jordy Nelson was going to start getting all these targets. Martavis Bryant, maybe. Doug Martin was supposed to get all these running. I, I can't own a Raider anymore. I, I, I'm i done yeah. with him for the rest of the year. Yeah, I actually picked up Derek Carr and played him last Thursday because I'm like, all right, he'll have he'll have a decent game against San Fran. And yeah. I just, I watched maybe, I don't even know if I watched a full quarter of that game and I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I, I, I'm, I'm just amazed the Raiders are as bad as they are. I yeah. mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, they made Nick Mullins look like a Hall of Famer. Yes. And no, you know, no offense to Nick Mullins, he may just be that good. But I mean, and the Raiders' defense is a joke right now. And I they just add, got worse because they cut Bruce Irvin, their best player. Any Chargers you have, uh, yeah. play them this week. From the way the Raiders' offense has looked, I mean, what the Colts threw up forty-two on them a couple of weeks ago at Oakland. Yeah, uh, San Fran, the rookie quarterback, absolutely shredded them on Thursday night. I mean, if I'm a Chargers, if Tyrell Williams is on your waiver wire, go out and get him. I get his targets haven't been that much, but mm-hmm. but he keeps hitting those big plays. I mean, any Chargers you have, heck, I might even grab Mike Williams and throw him in as a flyer this week too <laughs> yeah. if I needed to. I just I just look for them to absolutely just gouge the the defense this week. Up next, Seahawks and Rams. Uh, the NFC West, a big battle there. And uh, for the Rams, well, they're coming off a loss, something they are not used to. But, uh, you know, they were still putting up points against New Orleans uh, last week. And uh, they'll look to try to do the same against uh, Seattle once again at home. Yeah, this was a high score when they met in Seattle, uh, what, was that three weeks ago, four yeah. weeks ago? Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was actually a really close game. And I believe it was in the 30s, and both, both offenses were clicking. So, I have Russell Wilson. I'll be playing him this week because he had success at home. Hopefully, he'll do well again. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett is maybe somebody you want to look at if you if you need a flyer on a receiver this week. Uh, just because I think they will be putting up the points. David Moore is still out there uh, on a lot of um, on a lot of waiver wires. And to me, right now, I mean, the Rams' defense isn't really slowing any teams down. So no, until not. I see otherwise, I'm I'm playing the offensive guys from from the opposing teams. Yeah, and I know the Rams, said, uh, Aqib Tlaib said he'll be coming back to the defense after their bye, which is uh, right after Thanksgiving. So I don't know if that's going to help that secondary out or not, but yeah, they are giving up a lot of points for a defense that's much heralded. You know, they got Aaron Donald, they got all the studs in the front seven, and they can get you points with the sacks or whatnot, but they're not getting you any points by uh, shutting anyone down anymore like they were earlier in the season when they had some shut- shutouts and some early scores that were scoring you some big fantasy points that way. Not so much right now in that defense for the Rams. I mean, yeah, obviously you got all their big offensive options, but that defense was, it was putting up some good points early on in the season, and yeah, I'm not seeing it right now. Yeah, no, they they um, it, it hasn't it hasn't been great for them. So I, you know, I definitely think that uh, you play your Seahawks this week. Yeah. All right, Dolphins at Packers in Lambeau. Going to be a cold game, maybe even some flurries for the Dolphins. And, uh, well, I know the Packers are struggling, but uh, they much welcome the Dolphins coming to town. Or do they? If they can't beat the Dolphins, they might as well just shut it down. Shut it down. That's how I, that's how I feel about it. I mean, listen, the, the people, Packer country is calling for McCarthy's job. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of frustration with his play calling. Let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been as sharp as he usually has been in past years. Who knows how much of that is the knee, how how much of that is, you know, the new receivers. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if the Packers don't win this game, and, and I, I was getting ready to say and put up some points, I think there's a real problem. But um, 
there's no guarantee they're going to put up the points, right? I, yeah. I think they should win. I mean, they're 10-point favorites, but if the Dolphins come into Lambeau and win on Sunday, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to say. I mean, Dolphins, I did see this interesting stat, though, with Dolphins and their rookie cornerback on defense, Mika Fitzpatrick. He is actually holding his own pretty good against wide receivers. He's limiting them down pretty much and uh, not going to say he's going to shut down uh, Devontae Adams by any means or any of those Packers receivers, but the Miami defense has been sneaky good in some games uh, this year, and uh, who knows? I'm trying, you know, Kenyon Drake, again, they they keep going back and forth with him and Gore and that offense. Those receivers are a mess right now. Is it Brock? It's not Brocktober anymore. It's Brock Vember now. I mean, I I think Tannen Hill's out again. I believe I I'm not 100 percent, but yeah. So I mean, you got Brock again, Osweiler back there. So um, I mean, I'm trying to pick anything out for the Dolphins for fantasy wise. Maybe Jeremy Grant, I guess. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe Devontae Parker if if you need somebody off yeah. the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, I, you know, it's it's. The Packers' defense actually held it together pretty well against yeah, the Rams and against the Patriots until the fourth quarter last week. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, if they come out and, and, and play well. I, I think they will. Um, you know, the trick plays got to them on Sunday night. I just, I just think that that fumble pretty much changed the momentum. On the Packers' side, I still like Aaron Jones. I hated to see him fumble that ball because I uh. truly believe he's the best back in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said it last week, uh, you know, if you could get uh, Valdez Scantling off the waiver wire, go out and grab him because he definitely looks like the solid number two. He stretches the field. Um, you know, just over the last four weeks, he sat, had 17 targets, 249 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's outperforming Randall Cobb. I mean, if you need a yeah. number two receiver in an offense that at some point could put up some points, I, I think Valdez Scantling is definitely a guy that you'd like on your bench. All right, and that takes us to Sunday night, Cowboys and Eagles. Well, the Cowboys with now with Amari Cooper. Well, they showcased him right away, and then he didn't. I mean, they, they went to him a little bit more, but not as much as they did uh, to make it a point to showcase him on the first drive. And uh, then you got Zeke going out there, who did not have a 100-yard game against the Titans, kind of struggled a little bit, uh, taking on the defending Super Bowl champions, Eagles. And uh, what do you see in this one? Yeah, I mean, I'm playing Zeke. Otherwise, yeah. I, you know, I have Amari Cooper on one of my teams until I see a little more. I, you know, he's not a must start for me. Okay. I mean, it was nice to see him get that touchdown and then try to go to him right away last week. But, you know, as I was watching the game on Monday night, one of the uh, commentators talked about how much Dallas runs the ball on first down and how predictable it has become. And just watching the game, every first down, they ran the ball. And it looked like the defense, had, you know, had nine guys in the box. Like, hey, we know they're going to run the ball on mm-hmm. first down, and, and, and Zeke couldn't, you know, couldn't really get much going on first downs. Um, I just think the offense in Dallas right now is super stale. Unless they come out and they try to change it up and, and do some different things, I, there's just nothing there I really like. And on the Eagles side of things, uh, you know, they tried to work in Golden Tate uh, now into that offense. And uh, also Alshon Jeffrey, you got the running back situation. You really don't, I mean, it depends, Clement coming back, I believe. Um, you know, who's the workhorse in that Philly backfield? Obviously, if you have other options, I'd pursue those. But, uh, you know, that's what you're looking at. And Carson Wentz starting to get better and better as the season goes on to put you up some fantasy points as well. Yeah, you know, and if you got Zach Urcher obviously playing him, I mean, we're not going to tell you anything. 
earth-shattering yeah. on, on the Eagles. Um, a guy I like is Josh Adams. He had the most touches in London when they played a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I, I think he may start to pull ahead as kind of the, the main back in Philadelphia, which I was a little disappointed because going into the season, I really liked Corey Clement a lot. Yep. And I just feel like, you know, he's been banged up a little bit. He hasn't really seized his opportunity. Um, but uh, I actually picked Josh Adams up in, in one of my leagues. I'm not necessarily going to play him this week, but I do want to see uh, how they're going to use him going forward. That could be somebody that you could pick up and, and he may be able to help you as you get closer to the playoffs. And then the Monday nighter. 49ers taking on the Giants. By the time uh, Thursday night football got done, I thought Nick Mullins would be the first overall pick in all fantasy drafts next year, the way everyone was talking about him. If he has another huge performance on Monday night, yep, bank it, right? (laughs) Jeez, the reaction. I know he had a good day, but my God, everyone made it sound like like he put up six touchdowns. Well, it was against the Raiders, right? Exactly, that's my point. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the, the Giants have a, a better defense, obviously, than the Raiders. For me, I'm, George Kittle, right, he's a no-brainer every week. That's not telling anybody they don't know. I I don't know if I'm picking up uh, Nick Mullins and throwing him in my lineup this week. He's another I-want-to-see-more-than-one-game kind of guy. Um, and for the Giants, I don't know. I, you know, you keep going back saying, all right, Eli is going to have a decent game. He's, he's going to finally... He's going to finally play a little better. Um, but other than Barkley and Beckham Jr., that's that's my only must-start for, for the Giants, and that's obviously a no-brainer. Sterling Shepard, for me, is a, a coin flip at this point. You know, I was listening to a fantasy podcast for uh, preseason predictions, and I heard some idiot say Eli Manning was going to have this huge year. <laughs> that was hilarious. What an idiot. Uh... All That's that. the funny thing about these uh, about fantasy <laughs> football, right? You never know. You're, you're sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. You show me, you show me one expert or anybody who does uh, fantasy football advice who's correct 100 percent of the time, and uh, uh, I don't know what I'll show you. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not going to see it. I don't want to sure. see it. Keep it there. Well, no. <laughs> I, I wish I could. I wish I could be that guy because then I could make a lot of money. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm the idiot who predicted Eli Manning was going to have a huge year, and that's obviously not happening. But uh, start Saquon Barkley. He's, I think he'll score the most points in this matchup. So start Saquon Barkley. 25, 30-point game for him again. So, I mean, he's he's proven to be the big stud of the Giants offense and uh, keep giving him the ball, give him 13 targets to piss off Odell Beckham some more as well. <laughs> All the Odell owners, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean he's. I mean, it, it's almost ridiculous, yeah. Because did I see the stat where he's going to have at least a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving in his rookie year? So I mean, it's. I think that's like on Roger Craig level, if I remember right, uh, with him doing it. I think so. I mean, that's just amazing. Maybe, maybe Marshall Falk did that uh, with the Rams offense. I don't. I'm trying to remember, but. He's closing it. He there's 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 where he's going to have a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing this year. What um, I, I do have a very important question for you. All right, how exactly do you tweet upside down? Okay, so you're still on, yeah, on the Le'Veon Bell thing. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. It's is it like writing on the calculator back in the old day, putting uh, hello and. Yeah, eight zero zero eight uh, five. On. Uh, look, I just wrote boob. <laughs> <laughs> what boob? Hell? Uh, yeah, hello? Yeah, yeah what exactly. else? Exactly. Right on the calculator. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know how you tweet upside down. Isn't that uh, that's amazing? I mean, he may not report to Pittsburgh. He may not care about f- playing football at all. But he has just now broken the internet because Le'Veon Bell can tweet upside down. That's that's impressive. Yes, so I saw some other people doing it, so I know there's there's a way for it to be done. I just haven't uh, looked that closely, or to be honest, care that much to figure out how to do it. If I have we, a hard enough time just tweeting right side up. Yeah, exactly. So if we figure it out, you'll find it at the Fantasy Football Zone. Uh, uh, draft that guy account upside down tweeting. We might do that here just to <laughs> screw with you guys. Get, get on that right away. Yeah, pick up this guy and you have to decipher it upside down. And then what's the worst? Then your phone will keep turning as you're trying to uh, look at it. So it's like, I can't see what it is. I was very proud of myself. I was actually able to read it upside down last night. I was Were you? Okay. Mine. Yes. Yes. So. It took a second, but uh, I was able to do it. Well, there we go. Week 10 matchups. And again, we are going to wish you all the best this week. We do have a, a City Start question. And again, even when we're not on the podcast all the time, we're at Draft That Guy on Twitter. So we do take these all the way up to kickoff. So we've had quite a few this season. Looking for more again at Draft That Guy on Twitter. All right. This week, we want to know uh, Cooper Cup or Tevin Coleman in your flex position this week. What are you thinking, Todd? Oh, man. Um, huh. That's a, that's a, I understand why the question is being asked. That's a tough decision. Coleman had a great game last week. They're playing the Browns. Mm-hmm. Cup got injured against Seattle when they played in Seattle, and he looked like he was back and healthy last week against New Orleans. Man, I, you know, it's a very thin edge for me, but I think I, I would lean towards Kevin Coleman. Just uh, okay. It seems he's the lead back in Atlanta, and then mm-hmm. there are a lot of a lot of mouths to be fed in the in the Rams' offense. So uh, it's close to a toss up, but I'd go Coleman. Yeah, good point there, especially with all those receivers there. Yeah, yeah, a lot more options there, and yeah, Cup is one of those top options, but uh, it, it, for sure in Atlanta, you know, they're trying to give Col- Coleman the ball, especially coming off that big game last week against the Redskins. So uh, there you go. Answered it just like that. So, again, you can pose those questions at Draft That Guy on Twitter. What are you laughing about? I don't know about? if it was just like that. I had just to like that? <laughs> oh, you were just acting. You knew the whole time. You just had to make it sound smart. No, that's a great question. Yeah, but now I'll be anxious to see what happens. Hopefully I'm, I'm right and Coleman uh, has, a, has a big game. All right, so we'll wrap it up for Week 10. Hope you have a great week. And, again, draft that guy on Twitter. And, again, always uh, add us Alexa users. Again, add us to your uh, flash briefings, your daily briefings, wear briefs. I I don't know, whatever, your boxers briefs. Just add us, okay? Fantasy Football Zone. You can uh, do that. It's that easy, right, Todd? Yeah, I'm not going to touch that one. But, yes, add us. (laughs) All right, we'll wrap it up. I'm PJ over there once again. We've got... I'm Todd. Have a great weekend. Follow us on Twitter at Draft That Guy. This is the Fantasy Football Zone.